Hello, and welcome to the Rome Round League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, we'll look back at the last week's win over the Houston Texans. This team's on a roll. Winners five of the last six. Six and five, they're on the edge of the playoffs, right in that eighth spot, and look prime for a run in the wild card spot. They have a nice stretch of games coming up to keep up those winning ways. Starting with the five and six Falcons this week at home, where they have a really good chance to get their third win in a row for the Commanders. Let's get to, so let's get started. All right, looking back at the Texans game, you have domination from start to finish. Um, you know, at halftime, where they're up 20 to nothing. Uh, they went three and out in their first offensive possession, but Kendall Fuller had a pick six in the first possession for the Houston Texans. A great read by him, an out throw um, by Davis Mills to Brandon Cooks. Uh, great anticipation skills, jumped the route, easy pick six. Um, bad decision by Davis Mills, but that's also why he's not going to be a starter in this league very long after, you know, this is the second year in the league and Houston wanted to see if they give him a chance to be a franchise guy. And he's clearly not that guy for them going forward. Um, so obviously with their position to be the first pick in the draft next year, I could expect them to go after guys like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Um, but you know, Davis Mills detriments really helped out this team, um, last Sunday. Um, so that, that was a great beneficiary for the commander's defense. Um, the Texans offense really never had a chance against the commanders. Um, Deron Payne has been a stud all year round, all, yeah, all year long. Two sacks, six and a half total. Jonathan Allen, another sack, six and a half. Both tied for the team lead. Montez Sweat had two by himself as well. That's six for him on the year. So it's three guys with six, at least six sacks. It was a great start. Um, 11 games into the season, six games to go. You know, it's, it's without, you know, the star edge rusher Chase Young, obviously been out all year. Um, but, you know, this defense line has been absolutely amazing. I don't know what, you know, why it took so long for them to move on from Sam Mills, a defense line coach. Maybe it's not all him, but with him gone, um, it's just been a, night and day difference from last year um and they've been amazing they're playing together they run their teeny stunts um everyone's playing for each other you can tell no one's you know looking for individual stats for sacks they're coming because they're following the scheme that jack the real is running um and it's really really um you know helping this defense take off and become you know one of the top tier defenses in the nfl jamin davis has been great these last five six weeks he wore the green dot last week um it wore it again this week from you know for what i know and that's huge for a second-year player that they tried in the middle linebacker's full, uh, role last year, and who wasn't ready for it. Um, so it was great to see him just play the way he has has been. He's you know proven the team right after being a first-round pick in twenty twenty-one. Um, not everyone you know develops the same rate. People can't get mad for you know someone taking a little longer or some guys you know hit it right away. But you know obviously that's not always the case. And Jamin Davis is a guy that's going to take some more time. He's still not completely where he's going to be. I think he's going to be a really good linebacker in the NFL. And I think he's on his way to doing that, um, especially with this last, you know, five, six game stretch for the commanders. Um, I mentioned St. Juice was good again. Uh, he, he's proven to be the number one corner of this team. I said that before, but obviously with him and Kendall playing the way they are, they have a really good one-two combo at cornerback for this defense. Um, that, that was, you know, a huge difference from the first couple of weeks of the year when Kendall was struggling mightily. William Jackson III was struggling. Um, and now Benjamin St. Juice at number one corner on the outside with Kendall on the opposite side. So it's, it's a great corner duo. Secondary hole has been great. You know, Cam Crow, ever since he came back after those first two games, one of my favorite players to watch. I love the way he plays football, man. The way that he gets after the ball. He's one of the very, very intelligent players on the defensive side of the field. Um, love the way he anticipates things. Uh, really good in zone defense. Really good against the run. He's just a complete, complete player. And someone the Washington needs to lock up his offseason going into his fourth year. Bob McCain's been a lot better ever since he moved to the slot corner role, something he was accustomed to in Miami, and he's showing the way he can do it here in Washington. Derek Ford has been an absolute res- uh, revelation for this team. Um, 
I didn't see him as a free safety come out of college in Cincinnati, but he's proved me wrong. He's playing more of a free safety role, deep middle guy for this team. Um, he's an absolute ball hawk. I mean, that safety he had was amazing. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the safety. The interception he had was amazing. I mean, it was a great play by him to say juiced um, to knock it up in the air, but Derek Forrest have a diving interception to keep it in bounds was amazing, man. And he, he's had a great last two weeks. Interception and a fumble recovery against Philly in the upset win on Monday night. And then a pick here against Houston. You know, Forrest and Cam Curl formed a dynamic safety duo, a young dynamic safety duo that this team can be proud of and build around. Some this team has really never had in my lifetime. Obviously, Sean Taylor is one of the best safeties of all time, in my opinion, with his career cut short, you know, way too quickly due to his, you know, the tragic um, event that happened to his life, then his life. But um, Ron Landry was what they were hoping to build with him, and they never really got the opportunity to see that to fruition. But, you know, maybe this is going to be the best safety duo from till and since then. And that's kind of what this team was hoping for. Um, both young, both great um, against the run. And, you know, I like Derek Forrest's ball skills have been amazing. And I think Cam Crow is just as good when it comes to ball skills. Obviously, his interceptions weren't there last year, not as well this year. Um, but again, he's just a more complete player that can play safety, linebacker, nickel. He played him off the edge. You know, Cam Crow is a vital chess piece for this defense. They shut down Damon Pierce. He had eight yards, which is crazy. I mean, he had 129 yards against Philly the previous week. I'm really, really good young running back in this league, and Washington just completely shut him down. That just shows what the way they're playing right now. Offense was just okay. Um, need to be better going forward. Taylor Heineke was lucky to have that drop interception on Jalen Petrie on that first drive. So that was lucky. But overall, overall he was just okay. He's just, he is what he is, man. And he, he's going to be a guy that's just going to dump the ball off, get it to your playmaker. And that's totally fine with this defense and this running game. That's all that Washington needs him to be. Um, and that's why he's a starter. Um, and he should be. I totally agree with Ron going with him. This team rallies around him. Um, they love playing with him. They love playing for him. Um, and he knows what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, he hasn't done anything too wild the last couple of weeks that have put the Washington Commanders in a rut. Um, he's you know just distributing the ball to his playmakers like Terry, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. Um, now Logan Thomas got involved this week, and they're running the ball. So um, it's a perfect mix of what the team is asking for him. He's the perfect guy for this team right now, and that's why he should be the guy going forward. Now, if obviously he unravels, then you go back to a guy like Carson, but I'm, I understand why Taylor's a starter, and he should be. Um, like I said, he's been over, overall okay these last couple weeks, especially on Sunday, but he's doing enough to win is all you can ask for. Love the Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson Jr. duo. Both had 15-plus carries. Um, Gibson got a few more than him. That's the way I like to see. I think Gibson's a better running back. Um, obviously, Brian Robinson's a more traditional running back in between tackles, but Gibson has a more explosiveness. Um, really smart play by Gibson that last drive to not score the touchdown and go down, run the clock out. You want to see him get the first down first so he doesn't have to go for it on fourth down. Um, but, you know, you definitely you've seen that his awareness is getting better going into now in his third year. So um, really like a thunder-lightning duo between Robinson being a thunder, Gibby being the lightning. So um, really like those two, and they're going to ride that duo going forward um, these next six weeks into this playoff stretch run. Nice to see Logan Thomas get involved. Definitely is more his most active game of the year. Kurt, um, Taylor was looking for him. Um, Taylor and Logan's obviously a good tight end in this league. Hasn't really had you know too much of a good year so far due to injuries, but glad to see him you know, have over 60 yards. Love little play designed to get Curtis Samuel on the end of the round. Um, misdirection, have the line going to the right. Um, and defense looked completely shook by the time. Curtis was all the way by him on the left side of the field. So good plays on by Scott Turner there. Samuel's a the guy, like I said, can run the ball, get him the ball, sets multiple times in the slot and on the outside. So I, I really like Curtis Samuel for this team. Terry only had four catches, 55 yards, but, you know, this team that needed him to have a good game, a big game, excuse me. Um, they dominated like seven start to finish, and, you know, Terry's a guy that's obviously always going to show up for you. Um, Jahan had a few catches. I'd like to see him get more involved going forward. 
Um, he's a good, really, really good young rookie receiver. You know, he's getting back into that game, you know, shape after missing those five games. Um, and I expect him to, you know, take off here pretty soon, maybe starting this week against Atlanta. O-line was okay again. They're doing well, you know, running the ball. Um, interesting to see this timeshare of um, Cornelius Lucas and Sam Cosby continue. I don't know if that's what they plan on doing going forward. Uh, this is two weeks in a row now. They basically have had 50-50 of the snaps. Um, both were, you know, okay and did, did their job. So if that's what they like to do, I guess, you know, we'll see how that goes in, into next week to Atlanta. You know, run game and defense is his team identity, and that is what it's going to be going forward. This is what this what this team's identity should have been last year. Um, you know, building off the 2020 division championship in 2021, obviously, was a disappointment. Um, but, you know, this is exactly what this team has been wanting. Ron has wanted this team to be for the last two years now, and it's finally here. Taylor's the right guy for it just because they're running the ball defense. Taylor knows what to do. He knows what he's very comfortable with his offense. He's been in this offense for five, six years now, going back to Carolina with Scott Turner. Um, so that was just great. Uh, nice to have a comfortable win, you know, from a fan perspective, you know, it's always on the edge of your seat for this team. Um, the Colts game, the, the Eagles game, the, even the Vikings game, they unfortunately lost, but it was nice to just have some comfortability watching the game, 20, nothing halftime. This team is not really fan base isn't used to things like that. Um, and they did what they're supposed to do. You know, how many times have Washington had a big win one week and then play down to an inferior opponent the next week? Um, they took care of business. They did exactly what they needed to do to get the win, move on. You know, move on to the next week of the season. I'm looking for another win. So um, the commanders, or like my girlfriend likes to call them, the Cocos are on a roll. So I'm really excited to see these commanders, you know, take four of these next six games. Uh, moving on to the Falcons game. Yeah, obviously, I'm moving to the Falcons defense there. You know, they run a 3-4 front. They got Matt Dickerson, Abdullah Anderson, and Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett's the guy to know about at this Atlanta's defense. He's been an interior force for six, seven years now in Atlanta. Um, really good player. He has five and a half sacks. Rookie address for Arnold Ibikita has 26 tackles and two and a half sacks. Uh, Michael Walker, young middle linebacker, 84 tackles, interception, and a sack. Rashawn Evans, Tennessee Titans, free agent signing, um, has 106 tackles and interception. Lorenzo Carter, Lorenzo Carter, the guy opposite of Ibikita, 35 tackles, three and a half sacks, interception. And Troy Anderson, another guy they come in at that 3-4 inside linebacker front. Really athletic guy, rookie. He has 39 tackles. Uh, secondary, AJ Terrell's, AJ Terrell's a really good corner. Um, He's had a really nice start to his career. Struggled a little bit his rookie year, but he's taken off these last few years. Um, and he's a guy that someone's probably going to shadow Terry. Darren Hall's on the opposite side of him. And he ever shot fence in the Kansas City trade deadline as excuse me, acquisition. Um, and then Isaiah Oliver, who also split time in the spot with Fenton. Oliver's probably going to get some more reps than Fenton. Richie Grant's a good young safety at a UCF, 75 tackles and two sacks. Then Jalen Hawkins, another good safety. Younger, younger safety, 56 tackles and two interceptions. Um, this Falcons defense can be scored upon. Um, they have given up 24.9 points per game. That's you know, 25 points a game, basically. Allowing 47% on third down conversion rate. Given up 123 yards rushing, 266 yards passing, you know, pretty much 400 yards a game. So um, this Washington offense should have no trouble moving the ball, especially if Taylor plays a little better, um, hits his reads, gets the ball out quickly against this offense, this offense line that's still struggling to an extent, but I really think they should be fine against this interior, this front seven that Atlanta is posing. Um, but again, let's get, stick to the game plan, stick to the ground and pound, get feed Gibby, feed Brian Austin Jr., build off the play action from that, and then this should be hopefully another you know good offensive performance or hopefully a better offensive performance than last week. Like I said, the main guy in Atlanta is even seen to worry about, need to contain Grady Jarrett. Um, he's a guy that is going to cause problems for Ted Larson and um, Norwell and Sadiq Charles in the interior. Excuse me, at Trey Turner is that right guard. Um, so, like I said, Grady Jarrett's a guy to worry about in Atlanta defense. Hopefully, I think this could be a breakout week for Jahan Dotson. 
in his third week back from injury. Um, I like his matchup in the slot, whether against Fenton or Isaiah Oliver or even on the outside against Darren Oliver. Obviously, Darren Hall, excuse me. I think Dawson can have a big week this week. Obviously, game plan should always be Terry and Sam in the bowl. Um, doesn't matter how. Slants, quick game, screens, two of your best players on the team, get in the bowl, dynamic playmakers. Also, Gibby out of the backfield, um, screens, um, swing routes. Um, uh, Gibson, obviously, is the passing back going forward. Now the J.D. McKissick, unfortunately, is on IR with a neck injury for the second year in a row. Really nice matchup for this offense. Um, again, Landon doesn't really have no real strength. They can be scored upon 25 points a game. Um, I really think the commander should thrive in this matchup. Moving on to the Falcons offense, you got Jake Matthews, left tackle, Chuma Aduga, left guard, Sam in the center, Chris Lynch was having a good year at right guard, and Caleb McGarry at right tackle. Um, solid offensive line there for the most part, um, but they obviously can't still get to this amazing defensive line that Washington has. Should have no problem with the quarterback. Mariota has 1,878, 1,878 passing yards, excuse me, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Definitely a run threat, 372 yards rushing, four touchdowns rushing. Um, the running back combo of Cordell Patterson, the former receiver, 86 carries, 454 yards and five touchdowns. Tyler Algier, Algier, excuse me, the rookie from BYU, 110 carries, 498 yards and a touchdown, having a nice rookie year. Um, the former fourth round pick, like I said, from uh, BYU. Drake Linden, the top 10 pick for Atlanta, 39 catches, 409 yards and four touchdowns. Um, Zacchaeus, the former Virginia Cavalier, has 25 catches, 374 yards and two touchdowns. Demir, Demir Bird, it's a long threat. Um, from the outside, nine catches, 229 yards, and two touchdowns. Kyle Pitts is out for the year now in tournament. MCL, that is going to help Atlanta. Somehow, anyways, Atlanta never throwing the ball, which is crazy because Kyle Pitts is a top five tight end talent-wise in this league. Should have had big numbers this year. I don't know what the heck that was about. Unfortunately, his sophomore year has come to an end and a disappointing one at that. Tight ends are going to step up in his place. Parker Hess, five catches, 50 yards, and the former Tennessee Titan, Michael Pruitt, four catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. And those two will probably be the one and two punch of tight end now. Have to account for Marcus Mariota's legs. Um, he definitely can be flustered. We saw that in the Thursday night game against Carolina a few weeks back. This D-line is going to be fine against him, especially against this pass. Yes, if he gets out of the pocket, that could be um, troublesome for this Washington defense, but I expect maybe they put a spy on him like Jamin Davis or Cam Curl. Um, just account for Mariota's legs. Um, and like I said, I think they will be able to beat this offensive line and get to Mariota and pressure him. Patterson and Algier are a good running game, but this run defense has been elite. Like I said, they held Damian Pierce eight tackles, excuse me, eight yards last week, which is ridiculous. They did a good job against Philly the previous week against Miles Sanders. Really, since the first Philly game, this defense has been on a roll, especially against the run. So I really have no – I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to have too much success against Washington's defense. Drake Lennon is their only real passing threat, um, especially with Kyle Pitts out. I really like Lennon. I think he's been a really good receiver in this league. Um, obviously, it's only, he's only a rookie right now, but he's a really nice route runner for a guy his size at 6'4". Has a nice wiggle form, like I said, for a guy that size. Um, so he's someone to account for, but I think St. Jude's would hold his own against him. Demir Bird, like I said, is a deep threat for them. Got to account for him down the field. Um, Mariota looks for him um, in situations like that. Secondary has been up and coming. These last three or four weeks have been great. Um, they've been locking people down. I expect them to do it again this week against Atlanta. These defense in line, I think, will dominate against guys like Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry. I expect Montez to have a nice game. Um, Duran, Jonathan Allen, no one can block those guys. It doesn't matter who you put up against them, especially right now. Um, hopefully Chase Young is back. He has been activated. Doesn't mean that he will uh, play, but at least he's on the active roster now. He has a chance to play maybe 12 to 16 snaps on Sunday. That would be great to see from a fan's perspective. Um, obviously, he's one of the stars of this team and has a really, really, you know, a lot of talent and someone that can um, hopefully even bring him more of a spark to this defense and team. 
I really think Atlanta's going to have trouble getting anything going. Uh, I really said Washington defense to continue to play. Um, I love the way Jonathan Allen, I don't know if you guys saw the video on Twitter, in the locker room where he was basically saying this team cannot let up. doesn't matter. They shouldn't have a loss. I have them recalibrate. Um, I think Houston was a little bit of a wake-up call the way the second half went. Not that it was bad, but it wasn't the way it was in the first half. And they seemed to come out strong, start their dominance, continue this role, and keep things going. Um, I think the crowd hopefully will be live just because this team has won two in a row and won against Philly. They're at home again. Um, week after Thanksgiving, it might be a, a bigger crowd with people you know, coming in for family. Um, this is Sean Taylor's 15th anniversary of his his death. That's always a big, big moment for fans. Um, one of my favorite players growing up, if not my favorite. Really hope they honor him in a respectful way. Unfortunately, they didn't do the best job of it last year. Um, but you know, hopefully they can get a win for him, win for his family, and have a nice ceremony for the guy. Um, like I said, one of the best Washington players of all time. I expect the Commanders to win 27-13 to and get to 7-5 and on the year. All right, moving on to fantasy, you have Samaj P. Ryan, Cincinnati Bengals running back, who should be starting for Joe Mixon if he's out again with a concussion. He had 30 yards rushing last week, but he did have four catches, 52 yards, and three touchdowns. They're at Tennessee this week. You got Tennessee wide receiver Traylon Burks. I mentioned him on the podcast a few weeks ago. He's finally healthy. Definitely the best receiver in tight, for the Titans right now, least talent-wise. Robert Wood's still a good player. Burks has a lot of explosive if the Tannehill is going to look for down the field. He had seven catches, 111 yards last week against Green Bay on Thursday night. They are home against the Bengals. A few Rams players here. You got Cam Akers after that weird, bizarre situation where it seemed like he was isolated, and now he's back with the team. It looks like he's back to being a lead back for L.A. 14 carries, 61 yards. And then Bryce Perkins, potentially, if you really are desperate for a quarterback, um, he's going to be someone that can provide some points for you on the ground. He only has, he had 64 passing yards and 39 rushing yards. If Stafford's out again, it looks like Perkins is going to get the start. Um, they are playing the Chiefs, so I expect that game to be an ugly game for the Rams. So maybe Cam Akers is not a good play this week. Maybe Perkins, Perkins can get you 15, 20 points if he just runs for his life, basically, against that Kansas City front. Bills running back James Cook is someone to consider. They actually committed to the run last week against Cleveland. Um, maybe they're going to do that going forward. Josh Allen's um, elbow injury hit 86 yards rushing last year. Excuse me, last week. James Cook's the guy I really like to come out of Georgia last year's draft class. I expect him to get some more carries going forward there at Detroit on Thursday for Thanksgiving. And lastly, Ravens receiver DeMarcus Robinson. He had a breakout game. Lamar doesn't really have too much to throw to right now, but Robinson was the number one target from the receiver room. He had nine catches, 128 yards last week, and they're at Jacksonville Jaguars this week. With that, that concludes the Romano League episode. The Commanders are playing some great football right now and probably their best since 2020. It's exciting because it looks sustainable due to that great defense and a solid run game. They're in serious contention for that wildcard spot spot, and look like no look like a team that no one wants to play. But they can't let up against an inferior opponent in Atlanta this week. Have to capitalize for a win like this. I'll be back next week looking back at the Falcons game and preview, previewing the Week 13 matchup at the Giants. You can follow me at NFL Scout 21 on Twitter and Instagram at Roman League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.